You're listening to nothing important. It's like the Romans used to say, dude, carpe tunnel, bro. Carpe tunnel. <laughs> carpe tunnel. <laughs> nice. Carpe tunnel. <laughs> so I, tu- I have a heart. Seize the tunnel. Uh, mm-hmm. Seize the tunnel, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Please enjoy the show. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me for the first time in a long time, Dave. Dave, how you doing, my friend? I am doing swimmingly. Awesome. Dave and I also host the Better, Better Call Saul podcast. It's all good, man. You can find that at itsallgoodman.com on iTunes or on the TV time app. And uh, our perennial third mic, Jeff, is not here. So, uh, you, But you can catch Jeff and I on the Rick is Rick and Morty podcast. A Plumbus Among Us, also available on the TV Time app and iTunes. Dave, we have uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. returning a phone call today, and Jeff and I had actually recorded with him about two and a half weeks ago, and I lost the audio. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the first time it's happened. No. No, it's, it's not no. the first time that the guest has been nice enough to reschedule and give us another shot. Yep, way cooler. Way cool. So uh, coming up, uh, I think what we should do is before we do the interview with him, we should play a song, Pussy King. We'll do. We'll talk to Wheeler Walker Jr. and then we'll uh, head out of the show on his song, Summer in Kentucky. Sounds like a plan to me. Awesome. Uh, I really like Wheeler Walker Jr. because I, I, I am just a sucker for vulgarity with. <laughs> talented music something about it just perks my ear up and i have absolutely no shame of driving around listening to it so he's uh wheeler's calling us back because i i totally fucked up last time we'll play some of his songs uh before and after the interview and we're very happy that he's coming on the show he should be giving us a call here in about 10 minutes before we get going um i i think some here's the weird thing about us right there's been a lot of big events since the last time you and I have recorded together and you know, we have a really popular better call Saul podcast, uh, uh, growing and somewhat uh, podcast standards. I would say decently popular, uh, Plumbus among us or a decently popular Rick and Morty podcast. And then of course, nothing important, which has been going on for a few years and always growing and it gets helped out by the other two podcasts. But what's, what's really weird for me is, um, all the crazy things that have happened since last time we, we spoke, like the terrorist attack in Spain and, of course, the hurricane that's going on uh, down in the Gulf, uh, Gulf of Mexico right now, Louisiana and Texas. And then um, apparently the Nazis you know, the, are back. Yeah, the, the, Nazi, the whole Nazi thing. And I often actually sometimes struggle with if, if we should acknowledge that, right? Like – I look on social media and I see all these people and a lot of them are empty platitudes and empty gestures. And they're like, Oh, my heart goes out to so-and-so my heart goes out to so-and-so. And I kind of roll my eyes at that. Cause a lot of times I feel that that's where it stops for a bunch of people. Yeah. It's just so, kind of think, posturing and it's just like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. Yeah. We fake, 
we fake outrage and we fake compassion on Facebook Crocodile and social media. Tears, or I like uh, the phrase I heard recently was Twitter tears. Yeah, Twitter tears. Exactly. That, that's not saying people aren't empathetic. It's just they. that's how like they want to be a part of it or show that they care, but it always ends with a status or, you know, it, it's, 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 I feel like a lot of people could probably go do more for whatever cause they're, they're really apparently passionate about that week. Right. Like hence uh, the segment that we do sometimes fake outrage of the week. Right. right Cause yeah. it's something, something ridiculous will happen and people will jump all over it. And that, that's the end of it until the next ridiculous thing happens. Yeah, like changing so, your uh, changing your profile picture to the Paris flag while, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of those thousands are getting murdered in Africa, but nobody gives a shit. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it, right. It, like for an example I use is um, the Women's March. Now, remember after Donald Trump got inaugurated, there was a big Women's March on Washington, D.C. In, in all honesty, I have no real issue with that. But how many of those women kind of took that as an opportunity to posture all over Facebook and then went home and worked at a battered women's shelter or donated money to uh, Planned Parenthood or some women's women's health? Oh, not Planned Parenthood. I, I, Let's don't, don't open that can of worms, buddy. I, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, look, I'm. I'm pretty like even keel politically, like uh, you know, uh, I'm not even going to talk about the abortions, but in all honesty, Planned Parenthood does do more than abortions. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, abortions are just the most infamous thing, the most infamous thing that they that they do, and uh, other people can debate that uh, and keep reiterating the same tired arguments that both sides have had for going on forty years now. Pretty much, but yeah. but you see what I'm saying? Like it, it always seems to stop online. That's it. Like. I'm not saying that there aren't for most women or Let's, yeah for most people because there are mm-hmm. people that really do, um, but it's like the people that really do things, and and it really is altruistic and out of the kindness of their heart. They're not the ones mm-hmm. bragging about it. They're not the ones telling you that they're doing it. They're not posturing. They just go do it. Right. Exactly. So that same thing with uh, remember the ice bucket challenge. My problem with the ice bucket challenge wasn't that people. We're participating in the ice bucket challenge. I mean, let's face it. What a noble cause, right? You come up with something ridiculous and an attempt to raise money for your cause. And, and it has helped a lot of people. Uh-huh. But how many of those folks actually followed through with the actual helping part of it? Besides, hey, look at me. Uh, look how involved with this I am. I'm dumping ice water on my head. Right. And I had a, a very interesting attachment to that because my former boss died of ALS while that trend was happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I'm, I'm I not going to, uh, that were actually doing stuff. And I also had some really close friends that were just like, Hey, we're going to go dump some ice water on our heads because everybody's doing it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's usually my main issue with these issues of the day. So as the terrorist attacks in Spain happened and, uh, you know, the, the whole Charlottesville thing happened and now the hurricane in Texas and Louisiana, sometimes I struggle with because we literally have thousands of people that listen to us and many in Europe and many in the Gulf Coast. So yeah, Houston, I, it, North Carolina, yeah. Right, and I, and I want to pass off our our condolences because like look we don't want anybody's shit to get ruined by a hurricane and we don't want anybody to be a victim of a terrorist attack or you right. know like two groups 
two groups of violent idiots fighting each other. Like we don't want to get involved in that at all. You know, like I, I don't really support any of that shit, anything other than people just kind of, you know, do your thing in life. But, um, so I, it feels weird for me because I, when, when I post on Twitter, you know, and I say, Hey, um, our thoughts go out to the folks in Spain, you know, Brian, Jeff and Dave, I wonder if people view that as me trying to get some, some sort of, publicity for our podcasts yeah i don't know yep yep hold on one sec it's actually jeff hold on one second uh, speaking of third mike jeff he just joined he just joined the uh the podcast a little late but it's good to have you jeff hello hello so jeff uh, dave and i while we're waiting for wheeler walker jr to give us a call we i was talking about like the recent tragedies that have occurred since the last time we've actually had a chance to sit down and speak you know the terrorist uh-huh. attacks in spain um, the, the whole hurricane Harvey fiasco going down in the Gulf of Mexico, the whole Charlottesville thing. And I was talking how, as the guy who kind of runs a lot of the stuff for our podcast and such, you know, we all fulfill our own little part. Um, I, I sometimes struggle with posting that we are thinking of the people who are going through these, uh, these tragedies and these hardships in areas that we, um, in places where we have listeners across the world and such. And, and, sure. and so like hurricane Harvey, like just before we started recording, I wanted to, to post, you know, our thoughts go out to the folks at hurricane Harvey. But, um, but I, I, I feel like I, I don't want people looking at me as if I'm trying to use that for some sort of promotional purposes. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think it's nice that at least we do think about, and I, I do think about that, the people who, uh, take the time out of their day to listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a nice gesture. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the whole thoughts and prayers thing. Right. Yeah. We've discussed that on the show. It, it, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's played out and it really doesn't mean anything. Um, but I think it is worth acknowledging, you know, every once in a while that, you know, we're not just sitting here being assholes all the time uh, <laughs> talking about stuff that we actually do think about and care about what's going on in our country, in the world, and uh, to our listeners that are going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've kind of touched on this before because I'm not going to name any names, but we had uh, Jeff or Jeff and I have, and Dave, you probably know him as well, know somebody who's suffering from a, a terrible disease, and he happens to be, uh, we, we got to interview one of his, I would say, heroes or somebody that kind of took up his causes sure. and thoughts to him, and I was a, a wreck that entire interview that it would delve into that somehow because I didn't want to see that we were using uh, somebody that we're familiar with disease as some sort of uh, promotional tool. Yeah, right, because that's not what that, that should be done. We kept that off the air, right? Yeah, we did. We did, absolutely. You know, and, um, and uh, you know, our, our thoughts are with him as well. So I, I guess what my point is, is uh, as we're moving on to Wheeler Walker, should be calling soon, so a little lighter topic. Um is is I, I just want to let it be known, I guess, and put out there that it's actually if if I post something on Twitter, I by no means am trying to gain publicity off of some sort of uh, tragedy or social strife. It's it's a very sincere thing. Uh, Dave, Jeff, and I are always amazed that even fifty people would listen to us, no less, you know, like thousands. That it's kind of a weird thing to come to grips with, especially when you didn't make it your life goal to set out to be. Like we're not famous, but you know what I mean? Like famous people, they, they set out to do that 
And whatever small modicum of fame or notoriety we have is just something that happened as a result of us doing a hobby. So we're in a weird situation because promotion isn't in our in our blood. It isn't our lifeblood. Right. But we want to put our thoughts out there. But we're also small enough to where I don't want anybody like, oh, well, these these assholes are just putting that out there so they get retreats and people can see like <laughs> people can see the, uh, what what they do in their free time. It's I just, don't think we should worry so much about that. I think we should yeah. just. Say what's in our hearts, and uh, right. if people can take it or leave it, and uh, if you think we're full of shit, then you think we're full of shit. If you think we're sincere, you think we're sincere. All right. Well, fair enough. Like I said, lots have gone on in the world since the last time we had a really good chance to speak. Uh, so anybody going through a hard time, you know, we're, you know, uh, not really thoughts and prayers because you know we're we're not really a big fan of that because that sounds insincere, but. Um, you know, I, I guess if I were to say it like how I would just normally say it is like, you know, I'm rooting for you. And I know that sounds cheesy. Right. But, you know, like, good luck. <laughs> well, yeah. Just maintain. I, mean, I don't know. Maintain that know, steady coolness. We all know each other. We just, we want everybody to be okay all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we don't so, wish ill will on anybody at all. <laughs> and when you get down right to on, it. Right on, right on. Because we, we we had a group message going about the Charlottesville thing, and then uh, I think Jeff and I accidentally were communicating off the message board. Right. And he's like, because isn't this too much, like, too important for our show? I mean, we're called Nothing Important. And I said, well, I like to look at it as uh, we can talk about things, but our opinion is what's really not important. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> exactly, because no one really should care what we think about right. stuff. In the grand scheme of things, we're just three assholes with microphones that are trying to entertain ourselves. And taking yep. people along mm-hmm. for the ride. Absolutely. And with that, let's have a let's have a little bit of fun. Dave, why don't you play Pussy King by Wheeler Walker Jr.? And after that, we'll return with a phone call from the man himself. in Austin who thinks that my dick is better than food Twins in Oakland one watches one pounds away Trainer in Bakersfield keeps her legs open for me just in case Got an Asian girl with pussies inside out Catholic virgin thinks anal doesn't count Dent took a sister in Cleveland my dick still tastes like a mouth yeah Drop down whenever I sing I'm a country legend I'm a pussy king I can see you lady Like it ain't no thing Hucky tonk hero I'm the pussy king Big tip the teacher In Flint fucker after class Got a bitty in Reno who uses her mouth to clean out my ass But the mama Cleveland, her husband was hard and mean He's gonna be a lot meaner next year when his daughter's gonna turn 18 Black girl in hot 
Harlem with an Afro bush. Dick in Boise with corn in a tush. Girl in Nashville breaks into my place to wipe my Gibson on her purse. Yeah. All the panties drop down whenever I sing. I'm a country legend. I'm the pussy king. I steal you, lady, like it ain't no thing. Huh. Talk you on, I'm the pussy king. Oh, I like that. I know you like it, Will. Hey, Will! from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. People threatening to not watch the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick. Just stop and just don't watch it. Nobody cares. That was bad. Exactly. All right. <laughs> no. no, that actually sounded good because it sounded sincere. <laughs> <laughs> and, and while you're at it, uh, don't buy any Anheuser-Busch products, stop drinking Pepsi, and all the other sponsors because I really doubt the NFL gives a shit about your $65 ticket. Truth. This was an excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. Realistically, anatomically, a, a lion and a tiger are different. Right. Uh, I mean, they're the same, but they're <laughs> what, different. What better time to jump in than you talking about the anatomical differences between a lion and a tiger? Gentlemen... <laughs> I, I have no idea. We're, but Wheeler Walker is back on the someone important hotline. talking to himself about a lion and a tiger? Those two of us. <laughs> we're, we're discussing the finer points of uh, genitalia amongst exotic uh, big cats. But, but who are you talking to? Jeff, well, uh, Jeff, I, is, Jeff was on the line with us last time when uh, we lost a recording. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Wheeler. And, What's up, man? And our, our uh, co-host and audio engineer, Dave, is uh, now joining the call with proper equipment this time. Hi, hey, Wheeler. All right. Who's, the, who's this guy? Dave. Oh, we got uh, Brian, Jeff, and Dave? That's, that's right. right. Yes, yes, sir. I, I did All not right. make the somebody, last somebody's one. Somebody's pressing record this time, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is my job. Not that well, I don't want to do it a third time. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what's bullshit about that is I actually tested that system with Jeff 15 minutes before I called you. And then uh, everything looked like it was working. And then when I tried to play it back afterwards, it, it was seven minutes of silence. And I was like, shit, man. So I'm, I'm glad that you called back. We're, we're very happy that you, you gave us another one. We had a good talk ring. last time, and it's, and it's, a fucking, it's, in, the, it's in the cloud or something. Who knows where the <clears> fuck <throat> it is. 
Exactly. But so, the, greatest, uh, the greatest podcast ever recorded is gone. It, it was. It's, it's like... Um, it's well, sad there is... were only three of us here to experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like um, if, if Hendrix at, at Woodstock, if they just lost the tapes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And, you know, I'll, I'll carry that burden with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, my I was going to say, I don't feel bad. It's something you're going to have to live with. <laughs> <laughs> if my wife ever finds out, she'll divorce me. It's going to be... The, it's, it's, well, it's if you don't know already, I'm going to tell her. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wheeler, uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. Like I said, uh, Wheeler, you're gearing up for another leg of the old Wheeler tour. Make sure to check it out at wheelerwalkerjr.com. Um, are you taking September off? Is that you, you taking a break? Uh, yeah, September. I just, I blocked out for podcasts, you know, right. you got to do them all twice. So right. <laughs> take a month off for it. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm not really allowed to talk about it, but we're working on some kind of, on a, possible Wheeler uh, TV slash film project, nice. which I've been nice. working on this month, that may be in a theater or a television near you sometime, hopefully in early next year, but that's a that's a uh, exclusive to the, I, would, I don't want to say exclusive because if this gets deleted, I don't, you know, we'll lose it. But Right, right. Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on now. And yeah, I've been really, we had, the, the last tour was just so great. And um, we, I'm really, we, this one, we've already had to move some venues to bigger venues, so I'm already getting psyched about that. So I'm psyched to leave, nice. go out again and you know do the tour. I love playing the new album, and um, the crowds have been great. Women have been showing up, which I love. Nice. <laughs> Always good. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, I think, I don't know if I told you, but the first tour was a... Was a I'm on the curse, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think I already have, but the first tour was a fucking sausage fest. <laughs> Not the first tour this year, but the first tour I did like a year ago. <laughs> and now it's evening out, which is a good thing. And you know, women yeah. are welcome at the at the shows, and it's good to see them out there. And that's the, the, the music's for everyone. It's if you like country music, it's a it's a good time. And uh, we've been having a blast, and we're doing a couple shows with Kid Rock to start it off, which will be fun. So. Nice, yeah, I, oh, nice. I saw that you're you're playing the Kid Rock Fish Fry. Yeah, I mean my two favorite things, Kid Rock and Fish. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it, that that sounds like a hell of a day in Nashville, just sitting around playing music at a, at a fish fry. So it should mm-hmm. be fun. I mean, I don't want to promote it too much because it's sold out. So Right. Um, well, people can dream of what was. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can go to what what's that, that shit, StubHub or something, and spend two months' rent to c- come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you're you're touring. It looks like you're going through Kentucky, and then you're coming all the way back up to Michigan. Why why no Chicago stop? When we talked, you said Chicago was was a pretty decent city for you, my man. Why, oh, why no Chicago is great, but you know, my people claim to know the music business and their whole thing. You know, since we just did Chicago, which like I don't remember, but it might have been our biggest show we've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. They don't like to go back and do the same place again, and you know, a month later is their thing. Which you know, that makes sense. I could have an art. I mean, I try to listen to them on that shit, but you know, sometimes all over the room. But <laughs> if the yeah, it's weird. There, it's gonna be weird to drive past a city I like and place where I know I can sell tickets and just look out the window and be like, oh man, mm-hmm. be playing there. You always just stop yeah. by and say hi. You guys are in Chicago. Yeah, I forget Absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah, you told me that last time, but um, <laughs> I never got to listen to it. I didn't necessarily yeah. mean to say yeah. hi to us. But you better met- not miss the next time. Miss, miss the next show when I come out there again. Oh, no, absolutely. We'll be there for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I keep looking at the tour. I see you're going to Missouri and 
uh, ta- Texas and Oklahoma. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that you swing back by. Yeah. I mean, we could, um, you, you, uh, you got any, you got a venue? Uh, I, I well, I have a yard with a, <laughs> I, have a, I do, I do I have, have a, somewhat of a relationship with a venue in Joliet, Illinois it holds about 800 people. Joliet. Oh, I, I mean, you know, I gotta, Hey, can we patch in my agent and figure this out? <laughs> sure. Totally. I mean, Corey Feldman just played there a couple months ago. So, I mean, I'm sure yeah, really? better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to pass up sharing the stage with Corey Feldman. I would love to, I would love to, to do a tour with Corey Feldman. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be, he's, I, bet he's, I bet he's got some stories, huh? Yeah, he's very. Uh, he's actually quite entertaining. I can only imagine. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, and uh, Corey Feldman fucked him, so that'd be cool. <laughs> Is that where he got those moves from? Because he does have those. <laughs> the he lame definitely moves. looks like he's trying to get away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's talk about your music for a bit. Last time we talked about some of your influences and such, and Dave being an audio engineer, he's a, he's a musician, plays guitar, uh, has a music studio, is, is what he does for a living. I know Dave was really interested in your band and how you put your pieces together. Well, long story short, um, my buddy Sturgill Simpson from back in Kentucky kind of introduced me to Dave Cobb, producer, you know, producer, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the producer right now in yeah. music. And his um his genius is kind of you know he's just a fan like me of the old stuff and how they used to do things which with all the new equipment and all the digital stuff you can still do it the way I look at it and I think he looks at it the same way is all this digital recording you know you can talk shit about it or whatever but if you use it correctly all it really is is like like when you go in and splice a thing out of like you know Pro Tools or whatever it is all you're doing is I mean the Beatles did that shit they just did it with a you know, with a razor blade and right. it took a week, but now you just, if you do it correctly and you know how to get those sounds like they did the old days, you can still play re- live recordings and just save yourself a little time using that shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sturgill introduced me to Dave Cobb and then Dave really wanted to do it. And I, I had the cash and I just paid him and he has his kind of his go-to band who were the guys who played on, um, they put on pretty much everything Dave does. So they, same band that did uh, Sturgill's first record. And, um, a lot of the guys, you know, they yeah. used to they used to play with Shooter Jennings. A lot of those kind of guys, because that's where Dave got his start in country was first doing Shooter Jennings shit. And um, so those are guys. They're kind of like the, you know, what I love about about them is it's it's Leroy Powell, his brother Chris Powell on drums, and uh, Brian Allen on bass. Um, what I love about those dudes is they're kind of unique to Cobb. I mean, they're kind of his guys. So there's there's in my opinion, the best session players in Nashville, but more importantly, they're not the guys that are on every session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got their own sound and they do their own thing. So it's not, you know, you get session players. If you got the best session players in town, it's just going to sound like every other album they make. Right. So it's going to sound like every other album that comes out in Nashville. Cause sometimes these session players, and I hate to use the word, but there's sometimes these guys are too good. They can make it too perfect on that, you know, <laughs> on that, on, on, you know, on a first take. And these guys are, I love them, but you know, they're never too good, you know. But I like, I like. It gets a little funky and a little dirty. That's what I like, you know. And you know, they've been playing with with Dave for ten years, so they have a a sound. It reminds me of the old days, you know, like um, 
like Motown or Watt or Watts, you know, they they would have like the house band. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew thing. or the guys down in Muscle yeah, Shoals. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like that, yeah, perfect, perfect example, which is, and I think Glenn Campbell was in the Wrecking Crew, right? Yeah, I believe that's how he got to start, yeah. Yeah, so I like that kind of shit where it's like a, a great band with a unique, with their own sound. So it's, you know, I, I always joke around that, you know, it should be credited, you know, Wheeler Walker Jr. and the Cobblers, which is what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's their own guy, and you can hear it. I mean, basically, Cobb uses them on every album that the, that is not, when he when he records anybody who's not a band. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, Jason Isbell does, has a band, so he'll use his band, or mm-hmm. Stapleton uses his band when he records with Cobb. Um, uh, Sturgill's second record, he used his band. But anytime it's just a solo act, he'll use these guys. So, um, very cool. Just, I'm just, I'm just. Um, I don't want to say I, I, I want, don't want to say I'm honored to play with them because I am, but I don't want them to get a big head. Hopefully, they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, I was, was going <laughs> to ask well, how much of. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, they, you know they become friends, and you know now we hang out, and um, so I think that's why, I, to me, part of the reason why this, the new album. Old Wheeler is so much better than the first one, in my opinion. Is the first album was me kind of get a handle on these dudes. The mm. second album was, and I think you hear it in the second and the new record is is me, um, some friends hanging out and having fun and making a record. That actually that answers my follow up question. I was going to ask how how they took to your music and the, was it just a paycheck for them or do you guys actually develop a relationship out of it? But that's cool. We definitely. That. I mean, that's the first album especially because they've been doing so many. You know, a lot of the shit in Nashville. You know, the good shit in Nashville is real. I mean, I love it, but it's pretty fucking serious. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I played a chord and started saying fucking stuff, they were just like. Oh boy, here we go. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing their guitar. And they look up. They're like, they stop. You know, they're like, hey, Dave. You know, he he just said shit. You know. <laughs> and we this the new album we recorded. By the way, to your technical guy might want to hear it. We uh, recorded this one live to analog tape. Nice, nice. Um, I still have yet to do pretty that. Pretty much a rarity now. Either one of those things is a rarity in music nowadays. Recording live. You know, number one and number two. Um, yeah. Recording the tape, but we just something we wanted to do. I was actually we were recording, and I saw that the, some of it was. I saw that Cobb was record was setting up a tape machine. I go, <laughs> what, what are you doing there? He said he was setting, he wanted to record it on the analog tape, which has been a dream of mine. Yeah. I never mentioned him. I go, why are you doing? He's like, I just I guess just got bored, thought it'd be fun. It's it's totally like, fits your style too. Yeah, and it totally works. And um, I think when you listen, you can hear that it's a band playing live, and you can hear that it's, I had just gotten off a tour and um. I'm usually pretty self-conscious about my voice, which is weird for people to hear because <laughs> I sound pretty confident for the most part about everything I do, but I feel weird about my voice sometimes, but I just gotten off a tour and my voice, I've been singing every night for a month and my voice felt pretty good. So we didn't really have to do any, what they call punch-ins, you know, fixing lines here mm-hmm. and there. The whole, all the vocals are live except for, you know, the, I'll, I would recut some, a harmony part or something, but every voice, every vocal you're hearing is me, is me actually me singing with the band. So you're doing the vocals live with the band because mostly when I do live, it's it's everything but the vocals, and the vocals get overdubbed. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, yeah, no, I do the vocals with the band because I can't do it because I I can't um I can't not be there. I just it's it's like I wouldn't. Yeah. It would kill me not to you know. That makes sense. Yeah, you, it's, you get a better yeah. performance that way. Absolutely, you get a much better performance, and um, 
you get the feel. I mean, there's times in the record you can almost hear me going, you know, slow it down or doing this. Or, you know, <laughs> kind of, I give them directions, you know. Yeah. And there's parts where they they forget to go into a bridge or something. And I'm like, here we. You know, I, I'll just give them like a push, like uh, in the opening track. You hear me go, let's do this. And we, we when it goes through mm-hmm. the breakdown, you know that. Uh, and I like keeping all that stuff in there. Um, yeah. Cause I like to hear. And nowadays, you know, records can be so deceptive. You know, you can listen to an album and go. You don't know if it's a guitar, or if it's a machine pretending to be a guitar, or yeah. it's real humans playing. I mean, you can make a a drum, you know, sound like a real drum, but you, you know, people who know know it's just, you know, no one plays that perfect, you know. Yeah, it's not a human <clears throat> performance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I've had, you know, I've had drummers that I've hired uh, on a for tours, and they'll they'll come out, you know, like. They'll have their little click track, you know, like to figure out how fast or slow the song is. And uh-huh. he's like, they'll be like, it's weird, man, because it starts faster. And then it's like at the end, it's kind of slower. I'm like, well, you know, he, it's a, it was made by a human. It's not a machine. Yeah. So no click tracks <laughs> for you then? Well, say that again? No click tracks for you then? Just no, no, it? no. Not in a million years. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, if you, like Chris has played that long without him, I don't know that he could, you know. Yeah. Or yeah, what I want him to. I mean. That's what um, uh, you know when he when when the song gets b- better and more exciting, I want him to speed up. You know, I like that. <clears> shit. <throat> Someone told me a story once about that. Um, Prince a lot of times would play along to a track live, and his uh, the track would actually speed up as the song went on. Hmm. <laughs> so hmm. anytime, I mean, I'm not going to make fun of Prince, but I just don't like you know, the, the, having the setting the machines to do what you want to do organically. You know, right? Just, right. Yeah. Why not just tell the band to speed up, you know? Dave and I, when we used to play out, obviously with uh, very minimal success, especially in um, comparison to some of the folks like you that we chat with on the podcast, it would always crack me up because we we would practice at a certain tempo and then we'd get on the, get on stage and suddenly it'd be three times faster. Oh yeah. I mean, the the Beatles were famous for that. Now I I don't mean to compare your band to the Beatles. (laughs) Oh, go ahead because it's it's a pretty, (laughs) I mean, that was one of those things too. If you're, you know, a musician like me, you know, this shit that they would be contracted to play half an hour, 18 minutes, they're done with the whole set and they just kind of look around, you know, the audience is all bummed out. (laughs) They play so fast, but I, I usually get good musicians who make sure, but I had the same problem, but that's why I make sure the drummer counts me in. Hmm. One, two, three, four, at the right pace, because or, mm-hmm. or else I'll just go one, two. I'll, you know, I'll just scream at Because <laughs> my, it's not that I want to get it done with. I'm just, I'm up there. I'm, you know, adrenaline's going. I want to go. You know? Yeah, your perspective changes yeah. when you're on stage. Like it, it feels like an eternity up there, and it can only be, you know. Yeah, that's the thing too. You know, I'm sure this happened to you. You watch back. It's like someone will record it. You look at it. You, you thought you were jumping up and down, and going crazy, and you're just standing there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or you or hear the vocals aren't that good, or you know that the, the band sounds weird. You're like, "Fuck, we suck." You know, yeah, tape but, don't but lie. I'm there with everyone screaming, it sounds so good. Yeah, exactly. Tape does not lie, exactly. my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why. That's why my favorite part of it is the making of the albums, because you know there, there ain't and the way Dave does it. You know, there's no lie in there. You know, right? And you know, it's it's kind of, it's what um. Well, listen, we'll do an overdub of some horns or a harmonica or whatever it is, but the, the you know, the, the, the basic track is me and three buddies playing together. I mean, Dave Cobb will play, actually, we'll usually play acoustic on it, too. Oh, cool. He'll, he'll produce, he'll produce from the, from the floor, you know, hmm. just yeah. count off in the, in the studio. 
When we chatted last time, you talked about uh, some of the reactions from um, you know some of your contemporaries in the in the country music world. Um, but as as you just keep going and keep getting a bigger following, and you're, you're more tour dates, and you're putting out more albums and videos and such, do you feel that you're you are gradually gaining more respect than you had even say like a month ago? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it gets into a, a kind of a weird area for me because. On the one hand, I don't give a fuck, and on the other hand, I like, you know, if some artist who I don't give two shits about um, reaches out to my people and says they're a fan, I'm always, you know, if you feel a compliment, I'll still, I still appreciate it, but I don't want to, I don't want to, um, how do I say this? I don't want to um, start to give a shit about that stuff, you know? Because <laughs> this music came from not giving a shit, so right. it's important not to care if I'm... Um, and it also pisses me off too. It's like so it's such and such big artist, you know, will call my people like, you know, he wants to he wants, you know, Wheeler to open up the tour, but you know, promoter won't let him cuz it's dirty, you know, he's got little girls who are fans, so he's not allowed <laughs> to do it. It's like I I didn't need to fucking know that. Or you know, someone will call my people just like say they're a big fan, you know, some dude who plays stadiums like he's a big fan, like well fucking wear a t- put on a t-shirt or tweet about it or something, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got millions of fans. Don't keep this shit to yourself. You know, you don't know how to call me or, you know, get a text like so-and-so. I just met so-and-so. He's a big fan of yours. He wants me to, t- you know, give you his number. I was like, to do what? <laughs> Hang out. Talk shop. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you want me yeah. to write, write you a song, you put on your million selling album. I'll do that. But it's just the text back and forth. You're awesome. And then he writes, you're awesome, too. And then I got to lie and say he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, how we treat our podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's always weird when you meet these dudes too, because you're just like they're always, you know, they're man, you're so. They always tell you how you know they're big fans, and then I got to fucking lie to their fucking face and tell them they're fucking awesome too. <laughs> then, then while they turn around, I get up my phone and Google for real fast, figure out the dude's name and name, you know, I'll, I'll put you know the guy's name and most popular song, and I'll just say, man, that song, you know, whatever, you know, that song, uh, you know. Rusty Bones is killer, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Whatever your new uh, hip-hop country whatever garbage thing is. Awesome. It's awesome. That, that, rap you did about, that rap you did about the cooler was a killer, man. <laughs> How's that big truck doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I love the way you, you kind of you know integrate my two favorite artists, um, Hank Jr. and Nelly. You know, great. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't thank you enough for what you've done for country music and, you know, and the whole world now says they love every kind of music, but country, thanks to shit like you. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, Dave, Dave mentioned that's kind of how we feel on the podcast, because we, we talk about that off air all the time. Like, I don't know if I should be shitty about it sometimes or not. Like, we'll talk to some really big name people, especially since we're three nobodies, and uh, have a really good conversation. And I'll be like, well, that's that's awesome that you came on. You know, like, be sure to to retweet or give us props or something. We throw it out there. They're like, yeah, we we totally will. But but then they never do again. I, I don't know if I should feel shited by that or not. Yeah. Well, by, by the way, yeah, tweet, tweet it when, when you let me let me know when you announce when this podcast comes out. I'll I'll tweet about it. I ain't lying to you. Uh, uh, that's why I always like to retweet when people, even if I don't know who they are. You know, like I've done podcast. My whole thing is just be open to when it comes to fucking promo because it's so mm-hmm. hard for me to get on any any kind of publicity with shit and fuck and all that <laughs> right, I think. Like I've had I've I've gotten emails, you know, hey I'm, you know, college student and I'm trying to start a podcast. I think you'd be the a perfect first guest. 
my manager's like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'll just, I'll like, just do it. You know, you want to do it from my, from my fucking home. And I just got to call in. It takes 10 minutes. Well, I'll do it. You know, I don't care. That's a great well, attitude. We told it. Exactly. I know you guys are above that. I'm not saying you're in that, in that, uh, well, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, great. So, um, I did this. Tw- so, this is twice as much podcasting for half the price. Like, yeah. yeah. Half the there's, there's like, there's uh, four listeners to this podcast. Uh, their names are Dave, Jeff, and Brian, and Dave listens to it twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he listens to it twice, but he records it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> I don't tell well, then, Brian, but I have they, to do it for proofreading purposes, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. got it, got it. He needs to stop sending me fan letters. <laughs> they're getting creepy. <laughs> well, to me, you guys came highly recommended to me. I don't know if, if you lied to somebody, but you, you figured it out and you got me. I think, some, I think some people just have poor taste. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they work with me, most likely they do have poor taste. <laughs> Well, when you come to Chicago, we'll we'll uh, we'll have poor taste uh, together, my friend. Well, if you're yeah, I mean, if you're like I said, if you're if you're a fan of mine, I, I'm all I'm already you know I, anyone who wants that's my that's my problem, kind of same as yours, which is anyone who wants me on their show, I'm always a little worried, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that like like I was saying before, you know, like because because now that I'm getting bigger, I'm like good for ratings, you know, but people are still scared, you know, like a radio station will be like. Why don't you come by and do our podcast and our, and our do all our social media shit? You know, I'm like, why don't I have to do this shit on the fucking radio? It's like, oh, the radio station won't let you on. It's like, uh, then I ain't fucking coming by. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not a moron. I know how to. I'm not going to get on the on the fucking you know terrestrial radio and start talking about you know insertion and shit. You know, <laughs> you're able I mean, to self censor a little bit. <laughs> exactly, but the, like some of the rock stations now have had me on because. Just interviews, you know, because they uh, they love having me on. Because I don't know if people know, radio stations across America is now owned by like one person. Right. Right. So like the country station downstairs, they're not allowed to make fun of it because they got the same boss. But I come <laughs> on and, and rip them a new one, and they they love having me on because I can make fun of all the shit that they're not allowed to make fun of. But it's to get <laughs> them in trouble, you know. Yeah. So well, they want me on, and also people, if you're driving down the road and you hear the same fucking boring musicians being interviewed about like check us out at the Enormo Dome or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I come on making fun of every song that's just been on the radio. They love it. It's good for the station, but, you know, they, they, then they get in tr- they get yelled at. And if you're on radio, it's not the m- most stable job in the world, so you're just basically just a bunch of pussies is what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> yep. yep. We, we <laughs> which, is, which is why I love the podcast and stuff, because it's like, and, I, and, I, and the podcast has been really important to what I'm doing, because it's, it just kind of so happens that I'm putting out at a time where I can, there's a bunch of these podcasts, you know, you can't fire yourself. It's your own equipment, which is, I mean, the downside is sometimes it don't work, but right. that's right. I, you know, <laughs> it's people doing their own thing and doing what I'm doing, which is, I mean, my album is an independent album. I pay for it myself. I put it on myself and, you know, there's no right. one that, there's no one I can, that can fire me or put, you know, take my album off the shelves. Walmart, Kmart, Best Buy already banned it. <laughs> so, you know iTunes and Amazon have it, and I got it on my website, which is all I fucking need, really. Yeah, yeah. living living free without a uh, living free without a uh, all that corporate yeah. BS. Yeah, there's no one to that. answer to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like, hey, say... change this note, change this word. Like, the only person who can give me that note is me. You know, right on. Right on. Well, uh, 
We're going to go ahead and uh, let you go, Wheeler. It's been awesome talking to you again. Um, I hope we get to do it again sometime, but hopefully we have this one recorded. Dave, is it recording? I see this big, long waveform in front of me. I really hope that's the right. right. By the way, my, my, my heart just dropped. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, I, love, I love talking to you guys, but three's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe sometime uh, sometime down the road. Yeah, we'll get, grab a beer. Get... I'll, I'm sure I'll be playing Chicago soon. We'll grab a beer there next time you're in town and um we'll do one in person and i'll i'll use my equipment so we don't fuck it up that'll work (laughs) there you go (laughs) sounds awesome all right all right wheeler walker jr thank you so much for calling nothing important thanks dude have a good one hope you guys have a good one thanks man So Wheeler Walker Jr. calling it again to the Nothing Important Podcast because uh, I lost his file last time. <laughs> well, I, I, it, that was a good interview too. Yeah. I'm actually very disappointed in that 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 was that one's gone because that was a good one. Yeah, better than this it, one. It was, but he seems he seems like uh, again super gracious, super cool guy. I, I love the fact that he's doing his own thing and um, you know wish him nothing but success. Yeah, I like that he got technical and behind the scenes with me i don't know what you guys talked about last time since i wasn't able to hear it since the recording got lost but uh mm-hmm. yeah it was that's always fun for me much like the rick Astley interview to just talk shop just how do you do your music and then i take a few notes and maybe steal some tricks from my own sessions <laughs> there you go um thank you for everybody uh listening uh, you can check us out at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at notimportantpc. Check out the better, Better Call Saul podcast. It's all good, man, at itsallgoodman.com on iTunes, TV Time app, and at ISGM podcast, I think is yes. what it is. Yes. And you can also catch Jeff and I on the Rickus Rick and Morty podcast, A Plumbus Among Us. That is at A Plumbus Among Us on Twitter and iTunes and the TV Time app as well gentlemen good talking to you again i hope we get to do it again soon and we don't have another like two and a half month break yeah right (laughs) indeed especially with so much going on we have so much fodder to make fun of absolutely but like i said look everybody's going through like big life changes right now it was good to have a little break you know it's uh better call saw gets a little intensive for us and uh you know it's good to have a break uh regroup and that's exactly what we're doing and what better way to kick it off than with wheeler walker jr So, as we head out, Dave, go ahead and play uh, Summers in Kentucky by the man himself. Make sure to check him out at WheelerWalkerJr.com, and you can stop recording now. For all you local people, anyone local to the Joliet area, I do another podcast I've started. We're actually 25 episodes in. It's called What's Going Down in Downtown J-Town, where we talk to local artists and musicians and business people just promoting the downtown scene, trying to uh, maybe gentrify the area a little bit. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one trying to gentrify this place. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. What's going down in downtown J-Town? Sneaking out of my house, I was just 16. Met you in the dark down by the creek We'd mess around until we got cold feet Summers in Kentucky, they were hard to beat 
25 years later our lives have changed Meeting girls on the road who are half my age Sometimes I link them out the creek when I'm on stage Summers in Kentucky, man, I miss that place Used to press your pussy up against my mouth Now you've had a couple kids and it's all stretched out Starting to think we can figure it out Summers in Kentucky wanna be back now Ever feel like ditching your man? Grab your kids, hit the road with the country band. There's room for all y'all inside of my land. Start our lives all over again. Heard you gain a few, got sick tits, but who am I? Cause of aging like shit That's why I think we'd be the perfect fit Summers in Kentucky, man, I sure miss I'd give up all the pussy and the young shade muff Bring your flabby ass back, now would be enough I'm both looking pretty rough Since the summer's in Kentucky, man, I miss that stuff Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome. Awesome.